Well, everybody, strange as it seems, this is indeed the Tech Doctor podcast, back in your ears once again. I am Robert, one of the Tech Doctors, and Allison Hartley, I believe, is way out there somewhere in California. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. I am so happy to be back podcasting with you. I've, I've missed it. I'm so glad we started up again. It's going to be fun and a lot, lot going on. The Hartleys are buying a house. That's been part of the reason why we've spent a little bit of time away. Well, today we're going to deviate a little bit from our obsessive Apple theme on this podcast. Don't worry, we'll be back at it hard <laughs> next week with the Worldwide <laughs> Developers Conference. Yeah. A week from tomorrow, we'll be recording just after the keynote presentations and getting that podcast up soon. But I don't know how it's been for you, Allison, but for me, so many of the typical devices that we used to purchase that were specialized reading devices and specialized GPS devices and that kind of thing, my phone has, for the most part, replaced so many of those. I have definitely found that to be the case as well. Um, I use my phone basically for all of my entertainment, um, any GPS when I need it, and I would say a good bit of my of my home computing. Um, there are times though when I find that it's not as convenient to do so. I'm finding especially at night I have I have all kinds of breaking news alerts happening Ooh. and I'm yeah and so I'm finding that a couple of times when I've forgotten to put my phone on on silent I've I've woken up with like the sky news or oh. or some some other um uh you know an apple news alert or something um just blasting in my ear there's been an interesting development that has certainly not changed my mind in the sense that I still like you use my phone for so much of what I do and it's it's really my preferred way of going about it but humanware has done a very interesting thing in this fairly new product that they have released called the Victor Reader Trek which combines the capabilities of their very popular Victor Reader Stream all the reading capabilities as well as the GPS capabilities of their earlier Trekker device into one device and I've been working with the Trek a bit, and we're so very fortunate to have here with us today uh, author extraordinaire Deborah Kendrick, who just recently released an article about the Trek in May Access World. So, Deborah, welcome back to the podcast, and glad you're here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be back again with both of you, and I was delighted in particular that you wanted me to talk about the the trek you know like each of you have been saying i have pretty much wandered over so much into iphone land that i felt like i didn't need any other device back when the first victor reader stream was introduced in 2007 i like lots of people thought it was the be all end all of technology yeah. there just couldn't be anything better and, you know, our technology just is just evolving, exploding at such an exponential pace that sometimes it amazes, you know, you look back and you think, wow, this was the device of choice just a minute ago, but that, you know, it, things just keep changing. 
So when Victor Reader Trek came along, I, my old Victor Stream had been in the drawer for a long time because all the things that I used it to do, I do with my iPhone. I read books, <laughs> listen to podcasts with my iPhone. So I was more interested in it from the perspective of bringing it to our readers um, of Access World more than a personal interest. But there was a surprise in store for me because I actually came to love it because of its mm, blind friendliness, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, I can, all the things that it does, you know, I, I listen to podcasts on it. I listen to books from NLS and from Bookshare and, and NFB Newsline and internet radio stations, all those things, I can do them with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But somehow, somehow it seems easier, faster, more fluid. I, I, I can't, even quite put my finger on it but and as Allison was just saying I I love that I don't if I'm listening to stuff on the trek I don't have all of my notifications interrupting me to tell me that our horrible government has done one more thing right, right. <laughs> to embarrass us yeah. or, that, <laughs> or, or that somebody I don't even care about has just changed their status on Facebook right it's a really cool device. And, um, and then, you know, the fact that they've incorporated the GPS into it, and it's pretty, pretty intuitive, you know, the things that you need to do with GPS, you use the buttons you would expect to use carrying over from reading. So it's, I just think it's an all around pretty remarkable little Cool. Yeah, I have to give Humanware lots of kudos for the consistency of the interface because it's it's the interface that everyone is accustomed to who has experience w- with the Victor Reader stream. Yes. And so that means uh, Humanware was saying I think they have something like 100,000 streams out there. So a lot of people are very familiar with that interface and and the way they have carried it across to the trek is they've kept it the same for the reading part of it but they've simply added a gps component that you get to just by pressing the middle top button one more time which i think i don't have a current stream but i gather that that uh, the, the top button takes you between your online and offline bookshelves on the regular stream but if you press the button a third time it takes you to something called orientation and that simply opens up the gps system and assuming that you have access the satellites within a couple days it's really fast at least on the unit that i have to load the gps system but if you haven't accessed satellites in a while it can take a while once you press the button and the satellites have been found you don't have to do anything else if all you want to do is walk down the street and hear the intersections as you come to them yeah yeah or in a car it'll you know it it will tell you the points of interest that you're going past and the intersection you're approaching and so forth but that delay is at first very off-putting i seriously thought that the unit I had was broken the first mm-hmm. few days oh my. because I kept, I kept putting it on orientation. 
I'd go outside, I'd leave it by a window, you know, and it would shut itself off before it would find anything. And then, yeah, but then, I don't know, on the third or fourth, then I talked to somebody who said, no, no, it just takes time. Just, you know, get connected. And sure enough, once I got connected that first time, each time I turned it on, it was faster so that then it was like almost instantaneous. So, yeah. and, and now I haven't used it for a week or so. And I noticed when I turned it on this morning, because I was going to be talking with you about it, I switched over to orientation mode and what do you know? It can't find the satellites. But oh. now I know, and I'm not panicking. Mm. Were you inside or outside? Inside. There's yeah. a tropical storm warning here, so yeah. I'm not walking around. It's not. It's hard for GPS devices to find satellites indoors a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, it is. Once it's made that connection, you know, for someone who's going to be using it every day, the GPS, I think, is pretty impressive. Well, it is. I went out uh, walking with it in my neighborhood yesterday, and I didn't do anything other than I just put on a pair of Aftershocks Bluetooth headphones, connected them to the Trek, which I've discovered the current implementation as of the time of this recording is a little bit buggy. Sometimes my Aftershocks will connect as expected when you turn them on. Sometimes the Trek will say that they're connected, but there won't be any audio coming through the aftershocks, and I have to go into Bluetooth, tell Bluetooth disconnect on the Trek from the aftershocks, and then reconnect, and then then all is fine until the next time, for whatever reason that happens. It does happen every time. I have been remiss in testing because that is the one thing I did not check was the Bluetooth capability. I guess because I'm so accustomed, I always have earbuds in my ears. Mm -hmm. Um, My hearing pretty much requires it. So I always have them in my ears. And so switching from the phone to the Trek, I just used the earbuds and I didn't think much about it. It doesn't bother me so much to, you know, walk around with a wire. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did get a new Bluetooth headset just yesterday. And so I tested that with this track this morning and I could not get it to connect. No, I'm not dear. Yeah. I, it just, it, I, I, I tried, you know, repeatedly and it kept saying, please wait, please wait, please Hmm. wait. Kind of like back in the beginning when I was looking for satellites. Right. (laughs) I I had the same experience first time I tried to connect my aftershocks and Hmm. I, reset the unit a couple times, which was really frustrating because one thing I don't like so much about the Trek, if you reset the unit, you also have to re-enter your Wi-Fi password. But resetting a couple times and then trying the Bluetooth eventually got it to connect. So I suspect you will be able to get it to work and I'm confident they'll be improving that Bluetooth interface because this is pretty early software. I don't, how long has the Trek been out? They introduced it last summer but they had a production problem because no one got them everyone was buying them and no one got them until the beginning of this year speaking of entering the the wireless i want i wanted to ask you about this because i haven't really talked to anybody else about the track for those who just know the old victor stream how you you enter text when you want to search 
for a book on BARD or Bookshare or a podcast, or you want to enter your specifications, your password and so forth to get on your wireless connection, you use, there's a telephone style keypad. And like in the old days of texting, you know, the two is ABC and the three is DEF and so on. Felt so retro to me. It's like, whoa, I'd forgotten about (laughs) that. I know, I know. But the thing now, this annoyed me, and it's it's so minuscule. I did not put this in the article, but I'm just curious how you feel about it, Robert. It's so slow, and you have to wait for the click to confirm. Like, so say if you want if you want the letter L, so you press five, and it goes J. K, L, L's the one you want. So you you pause after the one you want, and it just seems to me like you pause forever and to hear the click. And the mm-hmm. click is the con- confirmation that yes, that's the one I want, not the five and not the K and right. not the J. I want right. the L. To, to wait for those clicks drives me crazy. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I wish they would give people an option who want to speed up the process the option of speeding making the click happen quicker because i think they Mm -hmm. they've got it set really slow for because they figure people are going to take a while to get to the right character and they don't want the wrong character to be entered if someone's pressing the buttons fairly slowly one thing you can do i discovered is you can if you want that l you can press the five key three times fast and then wait for the oh, yeah, key. Yeah. You don't have to wait yeah. for it to say JK. And but, if, you, if you have a 20 character password like I do on a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> with with upper and lower case and numbers and punctuation <laughs> yeah. signs, yeah. it's going to take a while. Mine's only 10, but it does have upper and lower case mm-hmm. and numbers and so forth. So, but, and you know, I mean, that said, it's very doable. I mean, I've done a lot of searching yeah. for podcasts mm-hmm. and book titles and authors and lots of and so it's very very doable it is um and i guess you know sometimes i'm not gonna say it's faster than on an iphone but it might be because you don't go in and out of it by mistake you know when you're there you're there when you're in a search field oh i'm um, definitely faster on the phone for sure yeah. Um, and like one it. thing that really frustrated me a lot, and it's it's just my own fault. For some reason, I would get my password about 15, 16 characters in, and then I would accidentally press the star, which happens to be the cancel oh. button. <laughs> 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 so, so I just start over. And you talk about learning to exercise patience. That's oh um, yeah, oh yeah. Isn't the trek just a little bit larger than than the? current version of the stream yeah i think so now i personally did not own the second generation stream i had the first one and when the second one came out i was already in you know pretty immersed in iphone land Mm -hmm. and i wasn't interested i have an iphone 7 holding it against my iphone 7 so i can tell you it's not quite as wide Mm -hmm. it's about an inch less tall but probably three times as thick, two to three times Mm -hmm. as thick. It is pretty thick. They do provide a very nice little carrying case that it fits in. Yeah, it's a silicone or neoprene, I guess Mm -hmm. silicone is what it is, um, kind of case. And it's it's very, yeah, it's very nice. And it has a a belt clip on it. And um, 
the the um, charge time, and it comes with an SD card, and all the maps for North America are loaded into it when you get it. Yeah, that's um, one nice thing they did. They went ahead and installed the TomTom maps into the main memory of the unit, so yes. um, you don't have to worry about if you travel, at least in North America, you don't have to worry about having access to whatever place you're in. I'm living sort of part-time in Florida, part-time in Ohio right now. And I've been back to Ohio once about a month ago since having this unit. And again, it, it took time to initially connect to see satellites. But once it did, boom, it was it was awesome, you know, to use it in a completely different place, you know, different state, and it just picked up right away. It was really great. It's nice to just kind of be still and see what all's all around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that said, as, as great as the, the Trek component is, because I had not used the second generation stream, the whole business of it being wireless was really pretty thrilling. I think I, I used some example like this in the article that I wrote that you've got this one device with all of these, you know, tangible tactile buttons on it. And, you know, I think I was I was listening to NPR and, you know, via the Internet radio component, listening to my uh, local NPR station, not my local here, but my local in Ohio. And, you know, hearing uh, an interview with an author, and I wanted to know more about the author. So I went to the reference section um, in the online bookshelf feature of the Trek. And in Wikipedia, I looked up the author, immediately had the whole story of the author's life. Then I went to Bookshare, found the book, downloaded. You know, it's just, you can, it's, and yes, I could have done all those things with the iPhone. There's a certain different kind of comfort level doing it with, again, I guess, all the tactile buttons. I can definitely see that. At one point, I had a, a Victor Reader Stream second generation for a very short time. And I found at that time that the Wi-Fi, although it was very nice, it took a while for content to download. Still true. Yeah. Uh, still true. Mm-hmm. See, that would be that would be a deal breaker for me because the iPhone with the 802.11.ac and my powerful router that we have, it, it's so quick downloading content, and you can stream podcasts. I have really fast Wi-Fi connection here, and on the Trek, you you it will automatically download any podcast you you've subscribed to in the background, yes. so you don't have to worry about it other than you can't hear them until like you said until they're downloaded but the problem is you know that it it's it's not, i'm not subscribed to but three or four podcasts just kind of for testing purposes and a lot of times it will take a good 15 20 minutes to complete downloading three or four podcast yeah. episodes it, it it takes a long time have you experienced that also deborah I am finding that it is not consistent. Sometimes it's very fast. There have been a few, um, a few times when I've I've looked up a book and I've gotten it as quickly as I would have on my phone. You know, mm-hmm. I get it right away. And then other times I've forgotten that I added a book to the download queue and I'm listening to something else and all of a sudden I hear the chime and I go see what's new and, you know, a book or a, a podcast. Honestly, 
because I, I subscribed to, I think maybe 20 podcasts, they're kind of downloading in the background all the time. If you press and hold the pound key, it will tell you how many downloads are in line. Right. And which, you know, if you've only subscribed to a couple of podcasts on it, then that's not going to be a really relevant feature. But it is for me because I've subscribed to so many with it. So I'm always kind of curious to see what's going on. And yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the Humanware also did a nice job of giving people some pre-selected podcasts that you can yeah. choose to subscribe to. They gave you about 40 of them. And they were very, very wise, Allison. They included the tech doctor in that list. They did. They did. Yeah. And they did the same thing with internet radio. They put a lot of stations in a playlist. And it's a very eclectic, but I think wisely chosen for their audience. It's nice that those are there to get people started. Yeah, I think they've done a nice job of making this device easy to use. I've got mine plugged into the mixer here. Let me just turn it on, and a lot of people will hear the familiar Victor Reader sound. One thing they've, they've done that's nice is they have a vibration that you feel when you power the unit on. I like that very much. One thing that Jonathan Mosen and a few others have been advocating strongly for Apple to do with the iPhone, which would be a nice, would be a nice touch. Anyway, I'm going to press the power button. There's the vibration and I can release the power button because I know now that it's powering up. So it takes a, see how long it takes to boot up. And it, it vibrates. Welcome to Victor Reader. The Wanderers. Let's see what kind of information I get if I press and hold the pound button, which is one way to get some some information about your status. Battery powered, 100%. Downloads info, no downloads. There are only two TTS voices available right now, and I'll show you both of them um, real quick. Personally, I'm not crazy about either one of them, but here's Sharon, the female. There was something funny about the idea of throwing the plate of food at the wall and jumping up on the table. Simulate this. She could shout. And we'll switch to the to the male voice. Ryan. Muriel tells herself to stop drinking at once. It was going to be a long night, and she still needed to be on. I'm hopeful that the they will offer more TTS options in the future. Yeah, I do think that is the plan. It seems to me that a humanware person told me that. It's interesting, Robert, that you know I like I like the male voice much better. Okay. I find the, the female voice difficult to listen to. I like him better sped up. Yeah, I don't exactly. like him so much at normal too. speed. And and speeding up, you know, that's another thing. I guess that I find it more efficient or whatever with podcasts. Now it's been a while since I've listened to podcasts on my phone. I admit because I started listening to podcasts on the Amazon Echo okay. probably about six months ago. So I'm trying to, seems to me that I was using some podcasting app that I could speed them up on the phone, but it just seems so easy to speed them up on the track. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> show, show the the quality of the speeding up of the TTS voice right quick yeah. here in this Go book ahead, so people that. can see what it sounds like. 
Yeah, it improves. For tonight's dinner, Prime Speed has let the family seat themselves, and the little tables have filled according to astronaut allegiance. All the insurances are small. Team Helen numbers have fallen. Uncle Francis and Aunt Hillary had taken Graham back to New York once. 90. Muriel's mother had gone into quarantine. Now it was just those outside like family members who always showed up for space things, and her young superfans, and who will go home and continue to be experts on all things space to their friends and are loving it. Weirdly, her mother's younger brother had shown up yesterday but left this morning. Better feel, Muriel calls him. Thinking her mother had swallowed the children the station hour makes Muriel feel protective of her mother. Well, meets, this is a bit exotic, because Kazakhstan, but the food's a lot better. Huh? Says her mother's cousin's husband, who is practically hunting his chair and delighted to be able to toss off this kind of space industry inside. Kazakhstan. She'd been 14, and her father had gotten sick from either horse meat or the sour milk products, and stayed mostly in there. He's the ugly hotel. While the rest of her family and friends around the room, they called her like they were participants in a Viking funeral. So, that gives you an idea about the sound of the TTS. And, of course, you can speed up spoken audio the same way. We can go to another bookshelf here, but just by pressing the one key so you can see how that works. Online bookshelves. Bookshare. One. Book. One. The wonders. Internet radio. One. Playlist. One. Humanware playlist. English North America. So let's just go into internet radio here just for a second. One. NPR 24-hour program stream. This is the NPR 24-hour stream. Um, let's see if it'll play that. How do you prepare um, when things are going to get that emotional? Oh, my God. Even hearing that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, See, the volume's so not quite sad, as loud on know, this stream. She doesn't yeah. know tomorrow. But I think that's NPR issue because I think the same thing is true on my phone. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I am worn hearing aids for decades, so I know I'm more sensitive to volume than people with normal hearing. But um, I have the stream or track at top volume all the time. It is interesting and kind of a nice feature that they that the top volume is different in the book area than it is in the GPS area. Um, it's louder. The GPS volume is louder than the book volume, and it does distort some at, at the yes. very top volume, but it makes it possible to be able to hear it outside if you're listening to the speaker outside. Yes. So I think that was a nice yeah. feature. Yeah. In the UK, the voices, it, it, there's there's a warning that comes on when you get to top volume, and it tells you to turn it down or you'll damage your ears. Or oh, something. okay. Oh, it must be some sort of regulatory thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think we get that here. No, we don't. <laughs> or I'd be getting it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that that's the internet radio, which is which is actually very nice. Um, we can go to online bookshelves, internet radio, references zero. And here are your references where you, on Wikipedia, where you did a Wikipedia search while you were listening to the author right. on internet radio. NLS Bard one book. So one. born a crime I, stories from a South African childhood. I can't play you Bard because um, I don't. This unit isn't authorized for Bard, even though it let me download a book. It just won't let me play. Uh, Podcasts. Four. Podcasts. So now we're in the podcast area. New episode. And and we're in the uh, ACB Braille Forum area. Um, Let's see if it will play this. The American Council of the Blind as a RPPLE Category 1 provider of continuing education opportunities in the field of speed, blindness, and visual impairment. Rehabilitation teachers and counselors, teachers of the visually impaired, low vision therapists, orientation and mobility instructors, and others can earn continuing education credits at the ACB conference and convention. Good sound quality. Yeah. Very it's good. very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And good good speed, no distortion at, at what I right. Top speed. No distortion at all. Very, very, very nice job there. Online bookshelves. 
Podcasts. NFB Newsline. Nine. Books. I, I've five, really enjoyed this NFB Newsline feature. It's, it's a great way to read newspapers on the track. Yeah, I have liked that quite a bit as well. And, and uh, in fact, I think that is one thing that I like better than listening to it on the phone. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it, it just seems much more quickly navigable. Um, yeah, the, the daisy navigation, the fact that these four and six keys are so clearly marked with yeah. little raised, what would you call them, arrows or something i don't know i call them half circles in the article and then later i thought that's not true they're not really semicircles i don't know what they are but it's they're close to that there's they're fingernails they're like fingernails they are they're on the (laughs) the two eight the four and the six and the five has two very nice dots on it yeah Uh, so so and there's a, a line separating the numeric keypad from the from the 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 play pause sleep and fast forward and rewind buttons on the bottom. So it's very well laid out. I mean, I'm sure it's just real familiar for anyone who's used the stream. It's great that they stuck to the same interface, I think. It is. We have the different modes as well as these different bookshelves. Right now we're, we're, in, we're on, in the online bookshelf. If I press the middle button on the top. Orientation. GPS ready. We're now in orientation and the GPS is ready. Of course, I'm inside. So I don't know what it will tell us, if anything, about where we are. Let's see. I'll press the 5 to get some information. Heading east. Near 2106 Rolling Rock Place. Next intersection in 250 yards, three ways. Rolling Rock Place with Spring Creek on your left and Turtle Rock Loop in front. And this is from sitting right inside here, you know, at, at my desk. There there are a couple windows yeah. Uh, not too far away, but I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty cool that that I'm getting connected to the satellites that easily. Yeah, it's very nice. Another thing we didn't, uh, we haven't talked about is the recording feature. That if you want to add a landmark, so if you wanted to specify that this place right here is Tech Doctor Roberts' house, all you have to do is press the um, the landmark button, which is the bookmark button, to record the uh, name of it and you say in your voice tech dr roberts house and boom every time you're at that location it will announce that landmark i like that a lot because it's so it's so easy um again you know the kinds of things that you know taking a quick note if you're listening to a podcast and you want to um take a note of a phone number or a web address you can just record it with your voice. And again, that's something you can do on the phone. You could, you know, type yourself a note or record with Dropbox, whose new name I don't know how to pronounce. It just seems quicker, easier somehow to just press a button and speak. Right now, it says I'm near 2106 Rolling Rock, which is a couple houses away from my actual address. So, uh-huh. you know, if, if I recorded a landmark, it would prompt me that I'm at my house or near my house, but I would really probably just be within a couple houses of my house. And so that's just because of GPS inaccuracy. Maybe that gives you some idea. I found that the 
Battery life is good. Of course, the most battery drain is going to be using the GPS system, but uh, they say you should be able to get nine or ten hours of battery life if you with GPS on the whole time, which which is pretty good, and and it gets much better than that. I don't know what the numbers are, but it gets much better than that if you're actually reading books. You can go into the menus and turn off the GPS. You can turn off Wi-Fi, of course, and turn off Bluetooth if you don't need those at, at a given time, and that will save you some battery life. But I personally don't bother to turn that stuff off, and the battery life has been fine. Yeah, I did. I put airplane mode on once just to see if there was a difference in battery life. And I really, even though it, logically it should uh, reserve more battery. It didn't, there wasn't a discernible difference. Oh. So it seems the nine or 10 hours overall seems to be pretty much the case. Maybe 12 if you're not using GPS. It says in the user's guide to be sure that you charge it for four or five hours. And <clears throat> initially I wasn't paying much attention to that. When it said 100%, I figured it was good to go. But it really does seem to make a difference. That oh, really? It needs to be. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You mean 100% doesn't really mean 100%? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because That's problematic. Or the 100% isn't lasting this long. Because if I was, you know, plugging it in for a couple hours and it said 100%, I thought it was good to go, and then the battery didn't last as long. And so I uh, reverted to being, you know, being a good girl and minding the instructions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And voila, I'm back to, you know, much uh, better battery life. That's odd, though, but I know some of these devices are weird in how they report their battery percentage, but I'd rather yeah, not yeah. say 100% if it wasn't fully charged. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, you guys. I'm not I'm not sold on this. I mean, it sounds like a, sounds like a very interesting machine. It sounds like it's got lots of potential. It sounds like there are definite advantages, but... I don't know. I may, if I really want something separate, I may end up using my iPhone 7 Plus as a as a media device, which I've used before. For me also, there's the issue of then having to remember to take two devices with you. Do you exactly. use a GPS program yeah. now, Allison? I have Nearby Explorer. Um, haven't really had much of a need to use it much in my current neighborhood, but we're moving. Mm-hmm. So... I will need it then. I've used it to get kind of unlost a little bit um, to know which direction I'm heading and what, what streets I'm near. I use Google Maps and uh, Apple Maps a lot in the car, um, but I haven't really used Nearby Explorer enough to make a to make a really fair comparison. I really need to get Nearby Explorer and go walking with it and go walking with the trek. That would be really interesting. I don't have Nearby Explorer yet. I keep thinking that... Uh... I should, but I, I, I don't. Well, I wonder, you know, do, you know, do you need them both? I mean, if you have the Trek, I'm not sure if there's, if, whether or not there's yeah. really a need for a nearby Explorer. Full disclosure, honestly, when it comes to um, GPS, I think even though the GPS in the Trek is very good, I would still prefer to carry only one device. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and yeah. would that device be your phone? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, because we've all got our phones with us all the time. Yeah. Anyway, I'm using a couple other. I use Seeing Eye GPS quite a bit. Mm-hmm. and um, I have that and, one as well. And Blind Square a little bit. I, I'm convinced that Blind Square is probably 
10 times more phenomenal than I'm able to appreciate because mm-hmm. I haven't committed the time to really learn it. Me either. I found it uh, daunting. It's like, whoa, I don't have time I to know. dig into all this. Yeah, it's just a lot. Cause I, I know. I, I did one feature. This, this has been two years ago I just, when I discovered this, and then I never, again, it's a patience factor. I've never been able to get it going again, but I had the map on Blind Square, and I was tracing my, it was so cool. I was tracing my finger along streets, and it vibrates when you're on the street, and then it says the name as you cross, you know, cross streets, as you Past intersections, and I, I just remember this one night. I was just having a blast, just drawing all over my phone and feeling like I could see this map. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. But I then I wanted to repeat the experience to show off to someone, and I couldn't, I couldn't get it. But, wow. So again, it's just it's daunting. There's so much there that um, you know I need to take a weekend and make it blind square weekend. Well, I found that to be true with all the GPS software. I used to test Sendero and they they had great GPS, but man, they tried to make it simple, but there were so many features that you just you, you I would just, you know, I love the technology, yeah. but I would start drowning in in, in all the features. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you you have to kind of and again, that is kind of one of the alluring features of the track because it's not complicated it's Uh, not it also has the capability of recording routes and it has the capability of letting you reverse the route so you can find your way back home and doing some some pretty sophisticated things if you want to dig into all that if you need that stuff but if you don't you can just use it in explorer mode and it couldn't get any simpler than that but but i just want to point out that those features are there i don't really know how to use them yet right right i i did a little bit of um recording roots and and it it works pretty well Mm -hmm. um but uh, by no means am i any guru with it yet so allison i'm intrigued by your your feeling that you're not sure because you were excited you said yesterday to to hear more about the trek and you've, you've really been thinking about it, but it sounds like we haven't sold you on it. No, some of the, some of the limitations are still keeping me from pushing that buy now button. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and especially hearing that the Wi that the Wi-Fi is still inconsistent with downloads. That's really, really a deal breaker for me. And I'm not interested in, in repeating that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Especially considering that I have it so good on my phone. Yeah, the the truth is, you know, downloading is much better for whatever reason, in my experience, on the iPhone than it is on any of the specialized blindness devices that I've ever used. Well, unlike you, I it is sometimes slower, but it it has not annoyed me. And I, you know, I tend to be impatient as we have discussed. So I, I I can't quite explain that, but I don't, it has never seemed tediously slow to me. So uh, I don't know, you know, maybe that's situational. I, I can't be sure, you know, maybe I just wasn't in a hurry ever to get any of the things I was trying to download, but I don't think that's the case. I Allison can't wait to hear herself on the Tech Doctor podcast. She can't wait for it to download. (laughs) She wants it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
so. I, I think it's it's true though that if you if you realize, read your book while it's downloading in the background, then you just have to kind of be in that in that mentality because the good sure. news about the trek is it does not seem to interfere with what else you're doing on the device for things to be downloading in the background. And I think that's why it hasn't bothered me because I, I don't think I've had a situation where it's downloading what I want right now. I'm downloading several things, mm-hmm. but I'm listening to something else. So I don't care. And then, you know, so it's kind of like a little present, like all of a sudden, yeah. you know, I hear the little chime, ding, ding. It's a, it's a, it's a very musical little sound, and I hear that in the background. Oh, goody, I just got something new delivered. I wonder what it is. <laughs> but you still can't download directly from Audible, can you? At uh, this point, I, no. Yeah, um, I, they did, I heard a, a presentation by Greg Stilson. The, I guess he's the project manager for the Trek. And he well, said, no, he, works for Iron he was, he's, he's not oh, he was, anymore. okay. Well, yeah. he, at the time I heard this presentation, he was there and right. he said that, that they expected there was going to be audible support, but I don't believe it currently exists. You know, I didn't, I think there is, and I didn't test that. I didn't even look into it. So I, I was, if you had just asked me without any, preface just now i would have said oh yeah it does it does audible so i think you can play audible books if you if you transfer them from a pc you, uh-huh. can, you can play them but there doesn't seem to be a way i don't think to connect directly to audible on the online bookshelf and download them yeah i am just not sure but um oh that's a good point you, you yeah. probably can't i think assuming the audible has <clears throat> blessed the trek with with their um, copyright file, whatever it is, then yeah. I guess you could load, you could load something, some kind of key into the trek, which would allow it to play Audible. But you'd have to transfer the books to the SD card, or wow, that's that, how it. That's how it used to work back in the day. I mean, back in two thousand seven, with my original Victor Stream, I remember yeah. loading loads of Audible books onto it. And that's how you did it. You had to connect the stream to the PC, and you, then and then transfer them. Yeah, and a problem with that for for me as a Mac user is that there's no Mac pr- humanware program to do that transfer. Right. Yeah. So I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's too bad. You know, you should have a more prepared guest next time because I should have researched this to tell you whether or not you could download directly because I honestly don't. I don't know either, but I, I, I've i not seen any evidence you can. There's no, like with every other site where you can download directly like Bookshare or Newsline, mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a bookshelf, a bar, there's a, you know, there's exactly. it's in the menu system and you just go there and enter your your username and password and except for Bard, you have to right. also have the player authorized, but there's no audible bookshelf. So I, I'm not, I don't see how you could do it, honestly. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're probably right. Unless, you know, magically when you load the key in, it then creates an audible bookshelf for you or something. But I, I, I haven't, I don't know. I don't have the experience to know for sure about that. Yeah. I think, I think your, your logic is right on target though that if if you could directly download from audible they would have added a bookshelf in that series when you you know 
go to NLS and Bookshare and Newsline and everything else is there. So Audible would have been too. Right. The real unknown question yeah. is, is, is that coming? Like, will that be in a future mm-hmm. update? And we don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've at least touched on the, you know, some of the highlights of the trek, maybe giving people an idea. Is there anything that either of you think we need to make sure and add? Am I missing anything that we haven't mentioned that's critical at this point? I think one thing I want to say as kind of a, you know, a summary statement about the Victor trek is that I could live a very full life without it. <laughs> okay. You're um, going to live a full life yeah. anyway. I've known you a long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, and, and I, you know, I like it very much, but, um, but what I think is wonderful is we all know there are a lot of blind and low vision people who have not embraced iPhones, iPads, Android phones, the whole touch screen mm-hmm. and who have difficulty with it. And so I think what's wonderful is that this device has come along that can do all of the things that a person might want to do yes. you know, with those devices that are difficult for many people. And so I would recommend this immediately to anyone, particularly someone who's new to losing vision or someone who just isn't grasping the smooth screen real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just can't get it. And, so rather than go through the whole process of, you know, having to use a Bluetooth keyboard and learn how to connect that to this mm-hmm. phone that's making you crazy, as an alternative, this is a wonderful device. If I wasn't an iPhone user and wasn't happy with it, the Trek would be like magic. Yes. I'm positive on the Trek. I think it's a solid product, but... It's like all new products. It's uh, it's going through a few growing pains at the moment. Sure, that's understandable. I think yeah. that when some of these issues are resolved, I will probably get one. Um, but for now, you've saved me some money. So <laughs> <laughs> that's Especially a... since you're buying that new house. Yeah. Alex, yeah. You, need, you need to hang on to your money. For right. <laughs> that's a fairly rare thing to save Allison money. We, I we, know. I'm usually clamoring to spend it. <laughs> we've done a good deed today. <laughs> happy to help. <laughs> yeah, happy to help. Well, Deborah, thank you very much for spending time with us and for sharing your experience with the Trek. Appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, thank you, Deborah. Thank thank you so much for having me back. I just really fun hanging out with you guys. Excellent. Well, Allison, let's try to wrap this thing up if we can and let people know that, as I said in the beginning, we will be back next week with WWDC coverage. But until then, this is Robert, one of the tech doctors, and I'll just say so long for now. And this is Allison, the other tech doctor, saying bye, everyone.